following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody welcome to the yet another episode here at the fit fighter podcast the podcast gym of inspirational fitness talk i am your host tj williams your fellow fitness goer here to talk about my um, fitness background to discuss and analyze certain fitness-based subjects and highlighting individuals involved in fitness past present and future all right so just a little heads up um I have reached from 5,000 listeners to almost 10,000 listeners. So it's going up. So thank you very much for those 10,000 listeners that are actually coming on and listening to the show. So hopefully everything that you've listened to, all the episodes, that you are inspired to go in the gym and do your best and at least get to reach to a goal that you are looking for. But definitely I want that number to go up by the end of the year. So I'm looking from 10,000 to even... 50,000 or even up to 100,000. So whatever listeners listeners I get, I definitely am really thrilled that you are listening to this podcast. All right, so I got another guest on the show. Um, so this guest is um, one of the people responsible of me being a fitness instructor today. All right, so of course she is, of course I say almost retired, but um, I say she still got the heart of a fitness instructor. Of course, she'd done my body combat training and she trained other body combat instructors, including me. So I like everybody to introduce to is Lisa Gregory. Of course, she agrees to come on the show, even though she doesn't teach anymore. But, you know, she's willing to tell her story. But um, I'll let her take it from here. So uh, how you doing, Lisa? I am good. I am so excited for your podcast. That is amazing that you've got that many people and uh, that you are still getting people excited, just like you were at your training. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so, uh, all right, so you can give us at least a small background. Uh, like, I know you say you don't teach, but um, let's say, what's your background in fitness? Well, um, you know, what's really crazy is in high school, back when the 30-minute workout was on TV, um, our high school gym class sent people to go and do an aerobics uh, performance. I don't know, it, just in a, it, a little 20 minute workout where we would be in the state fair <laughs> and we were on, in this little area next to the, the pies and the cakes <laughs> across from us. And we did aerobics in front of people who were walking by with their funnel cakes and their hot dogs. Oh. And we're jumping around and, and uh, we had a blast. It was horrible on a completely concrete floor. So my feet were killing me, but I was, you know, only 16. So, you know, my body recovered. Uh, but I just really, really liked um, working out to music. I was not a dancer. I was not an athlete, but I really liked that. And uh, when I got a chance to do, um, I don't know if anybody remembers ESPN Fitness Pro. 
when they would have uh, Body by Galad and um, basic something with his sister. I used to do those at home and I loved it. And so when I got a chance to join a gym, I wanted to do classes because I really, really loved group fitness. And then in Tulsa, where I'm from, um, while I was taking a step class, the teacher looked at me and said, you could be an instructor. And I thought she was crazy, uh, but she said, you know, my routine next week, you come back and you teach this portion of my routine to the class. And I worked every day <laughs> for something that was probably about two minutes, but I was so nervous, but it just hooked me. And from then on, I thought I want to do this. And then um, we moved to where I am now in Missouri. And um, I was joined a gym, was taking classes and ended up um, getting hired there and getting trained by um, somebody who really was a great teacher. And uh, then our classes, um, I was teaching water class and step. And then we got Les Mills programs. Actually, we were the first gym to have Les Mills in the US. We got trained on release one. And um, I just was hooked from then and taught for uh, 24 years, I think uh, until the pandemic kind of shut us down. And I thought, you know, this is a good time to pull back. And, uh, but I still work out every day, get up at five 30, go to the gym, love it. Um, so yeah, that's what I, that's what got me started was the aerobics demonstration. That's the word I was looking for at the state fair in front of all those people who were wondering why these little girls were jumping around looking kind of crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, those shows that you mentioned, like the um, Body with Galat and um, all those, I remember watching those in high school when I was yep. in high school. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if they're still yep. on, but I also remember Denise Austin. Is Yep, I did her basic training by Otta Jenklowitz. I, I think it was, and then Galad, not Jenklowitz, but it, Body by Galad was the third one. And I did all three of them back to back and I loved them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was pretty much a typo person because, you know, that's I pretty much grew up with um Billy Blanks. So oh, I, yeah. The, yeah. 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 He really, really pushed a lot of um of the martial arts into people's awareness of, you know, doing able to do martial arts in a class setting. And I remember being very excited when we were going to get body combat thinking, oh, is this going to be like Billy Blanks? And uh, and it wasn't you know, it's not quite the same, but it really got people excited about just doing something simple that made them feel really strong so yeah that was great yeah so of course uh you talk about your push getting into fitness because of that demonstration yeah so when something definitely gets you interested i mean it's like you want to try this out and then once you get it down you got that person watching you and it's, they just ask um you want to do this for a living and then it's like no, I can make money for this. So I can do this. I can, I can make an army. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's pretty much how I pretty much got to that fitness. Um, It's like, it's almost like an envy. It's yeah. It's like you, you want to become that instructor. It's like, yes. Yeah. You want to be the person that gets people as excited as they got you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I always stand in the front of the class. You know, I want to challenge mm -hmm. the instructor, you know, I get the instructor's attention and, you know, people hop behind me, they see me jump high above the ground. They say, I wish I could do that. And then, you know, yeah, yeah I still could do it, too. I mean, I definitely those yeah. jumping. Yeah, those jumping knees and body combat, most of the Muay Thai tracks. I just like to do that jumping knee. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have you had a lot of height. I remember at training you were you were very committed and you gave a hundred percent every time. Yeah. Uh, I kind of um tricked you with that um with that when I had that hoodie on, you was like wondering if I did karate and that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were so passionate and and that which is great because that program was a great place for you to be able to use all of that that passion and all of that knowledge to make it seem like just a more enriching experience. You can teach you can teach something like that without any background, but when you do, people you know really value your integrity. Yeah, it's like I definitely tell the, my um, participants, like, don't think of this as a workout. Think of this as you're, you're in a fight. I mean, you're trying to, yeah. to survive, you know, somewhat that can help them. But, you know, you know, you just got to give them that push. It's like. I think that my favorite thing. So I was teaching body combat for a few years. And um, actually, my daughter was had tried some other sports and um, I thought I want to get her into something that would be a good fit for her. And we had a local studio for Taekwondo in my, my hometown here in Missouri. And I thought that would be good because martial art, the thing I like about martial arts is that really there's a martial arts style for every body type, for every uh, age there is for your attention span. If you're somebody who need something fast, there's definitely fast. And if you need something slow, there's something slower. And I thought this is a good place for her to come with me, us to get some workout. Then I liked it because I was already teaching and I thought, oh, I know a little bit. And uh, getting in there and taking Taekwondo and, and hitting a bag and working with other people, it just made me so excited to go back to my classes. And then when people would say, what are we doing this for? And I could say, I actually just kicked a bag with this, or I just used this back fist on, you know, a, a mitt or something, or I broke a board the other day. The first time we did something where we did a knife hand and I did it remembering that I'd broken a board that week. And I, I did it with so much confidence and they, you know, your class draws off of that. So sometimes they would, I'm sure they did it to you. What is this for? Why would we do this move? And it makes them feel more excited because they're confident thinking now I can use my imagination and think about me doing this in a real fight. And of course, we weren't teaching fighting, but we're at least getting people fit enough that they could go to martial arts and and start to maybe try it out. Yeah, yeah that's like a term that um, we use in martial arts called bunkai. So basically, you're just um, using kata application into like a real self-defense technique. So that's what I'm mm -hmm. trying to gear a torch since I'm, well, you know, for me, I'm getting ready for master rank. So I want to at least oh, try wow. to, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Yeah, 25 years of doing martial arts and like I finally can retire. But, well, I can't say retire, but, you know, I don't have to test physically anymore. Yeah. But, you know, it's just that final stage into master rank, you know thinking about applying what you do in a kata into a self-defense technique. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm working towards. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, well, I think the thing that I loved about, well, I mean, I loved about teaching regular classes is that you're not, um, you, you do it on this side, you do it on this side. Um, and it's fun because it's got the music. What I liked about doing martial arts with the group is that, you're 
standing maybe with somebody who's six feet tall and then you're you're sparring with a kid oh. and that kid can kick straight up to your face and the you know you've got all these different body types and it just makes you and sometimes when you're standing in formation you're bowing to a 10 year old because he's he's been doing martial arts and he's a higher rank than you and it's it, and I love that it makes you humble to to respect all different levels but also to just see what different bodies can do that's my favorite thing to see people who can kick straight up and then the people who can't but can still knock you on your butt you know yeah so it's all of that that I loved about it when I was doing taekwondo classes and then that got me into wanting to take um I took um Krav Maga for uh several years and loved that because of that, the self-defense application that I could bring in from knowing Taekwondo and, um, and then having somebody, you know, wrestle you to the ground and thinking, okay, now they're not just going to be polite and get back up like you do in a traditional martial arts where they say, okay, they're more street fighting style. And it was, it was, um, it's, I just can't recommend martial arts enough for anybody who loves being, being confident and finding the the style that you like. Yeah, I can relate to that um, the Krav Maga because um, our style, the Chuck Norris system, we actually are incorporating um, Krav Maga and other styles. I mean, oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. things that we did before, like when I start when I did my first degree um, black belt tests. I mean, what we how we do black belt tests now is different than what we do it years ago. I mean, when I did my first degree test. I mean, before we're just doing like traditional, um, traditional martial arts, pretty much that's Mm -hmm. like um, our technical martial arts. I like to put it that way because I want people to be able to do it right. That's how I am. You know, I just don't teach. I just like I am technical and I've tried to at least tell my students like this is the way you should do the technique. Well, to do it right, I mean, to prevent any injuries, you know, that's the same thing with body combat. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to be able to mm-hmm. them to do the technique correctly. Otherwise, a bad move or a bad positioning could lead to injuries. So I know yeah. that's your big concern yeah. when you're teaching. Yeah. 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 And and there that was a difference in, in what you can do when you're moving to a beat at speed with a group of people who don't know martial arts is different than people who can move slowly and you can walk around the room and correct, you know, somebody's stance and it's a different experience for sure. Um, but you know, the whole thing is just getting people excited to move. Yeah. Oh, we love We moving along with these questions. I mean, we're pretty much like, oh, sorry. Well, I mean, this is a good discussion. I mean, this is why I create this podcast. And, you know, this is only my second podcast. You know, my first podcast was my uh, kick pod. It's, that's my martial arts based podcast. So, I mean, it's, it's nice that I'm blending my kick pod into this um, podcast, which is amazing. Because, right? you know, martial arts is that fitness background. And, you know, you're just like really building that muscle. That's what traditional martial arts yeah. is all about. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you're bringing everybody back to the past, how things were like years ago, and then try to blend in what we do today with the Krav Maga. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're yeah. just saying, because you know how people are when um now that we got technology, you know, people have the poster fights, which is dumb. And, you know, you know, they actually watch and see how people fight. And then, you know, you see them out in the street. That's how they fight in the street. And it's like it's evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's kind of dangerous and yeah. kind of frightening. Yeah. 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 Well, when I don't know how you teach, but I just our our rule for teaching Krav guys, if they want your wallet, give them your wallet. <laughs> just be done. You know, don't fight unless you have to, because it's not like a movie. It's not like TV. And um, and um, you just you you, it, you don't want to get into a fight unless you have to. Yeah. And then you want to fight to win. <laughs> that was yeah. our, our motto. So. Yeah. So, and then that, you know, if you do group fitness, whether you teach anything, just having that fitness, you don't realize how much sparring wears you out. Oh, <laughs> it is yeah. exhausting. It, you think you can last, you know, when, when you watch a, a boxing match, you can say, oh, you're dropping your guard. Why are you dropping your guard? What's going on? It's like the uh, armchair quarterback, but when you're there, it's time is different and you, <laughs> your fitness is not the same. And so it's, it's great for people to have that, that training to try to do that. But then fight or flight is different than, you know, eight more on your left knee, eight more on your right knee. <laughs> yeah. Well, I work better when I'm hot. I mean, that's how I yes. am. It's temperature. Warm. I mean, really, yeah. it's like, if I'm cold, it's like, I'm like slowing down. It's like my lungs can't even breathe. But really, when I'm hot, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm, I can go like 24 hours or I can go like a marathon. Hey, so yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely my goal for this year. Just go for a half marathon. And so, oh wow, that's great. Yeah, so far I've ran have ten miles. You have? Well, actually, I do my own running. Like so far, I can run ten miles on nonstop. So, if I can at least get three that's more miles, right. then that'd be a half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and don't they say all you have to do is get twenty miles and you can run a marathon? Hmm, well. That's I've heard that from a lot of people when you train for your marathon, they actually train you up to about 20 miles. And then they said from there, you can do the rest. Yeah. So that probably be my next goal. Try to go for 20 miles. I mean, yeah, that's I, mean, great. I mean, that's like, that's, that's when you got to get that best music in your ear. It's like, you got to have like a earworm. It's like, you have to have that music that motivates okay. you to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. When I used to teach um, a cycling class, it was RPM Ooh. and same thing with, with body combat. If I had those in, I always ran faster and it was just very steady because you get that driving beat. And that's, I think that's why people like group fitness is because we always have really great music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember those some spin classes. I mean, really, I mean, I haven't taken a spin class in a while since um world gym changed the crunch. I mean, but oh, you yeah. know, now, uh, well, you know, definitely with Crunch, I had to went from going from body combat to getting the AFA certification. But, you know, oh, I feel like yeah. that's a little better, though, because, you know, you're not just teaching like your own classes. Well, you got to teach the Crunch brand classes, but that gives me like an opportunity to create my own like my own exercise. You know, I've been teaching to other places, which that's mm -hmm. real good. I, was, I tell you, when, when I was teaching body combat, other than teaching where I was um, in World Gym, I would teach in like five different places. I was that good. I mean, wow. I tell that you, that is great. When people ask, when people ask me to teach, they don't, they don't ask, they beg. That's how oh, good that's I am. Great. <laughs> well, it's because of your enthusiasm. You were just, you were just 1000% at training. So I, I believe it. Yeah. I, I still think about that training. It's like I still connect with um, the people that were in those in that training. Yeah. Well, they were a really great group of people, very supportive. It was a huge training, though. It was like 20, 
25, something like that. It was a yeah. lot. Hmm. So, so yeah, you guys were really supportive of each other and it was a, a really nice, nice location and, and a good release. You had a really good training release. So yeah. Release 68, I believe. Yeah. That's what I was wondering last night. I thought, is it 68 or 69? And that was a good release. Yeah. Mm. All right. So who would you say you look up to while you were on your journey? Um, you know, I had different heroes depending on what I was teaching because I taught um, so many different kinds of formats. Like I taught water, step, I taught core classes. Um, but I would say, honestly, I had some local um, people. There were people like the lady who trained me. I still remember how she taught me to cue and finally get the cue right at the right time so that it would be enough time for you as the participant to catch it. And I think of her all the time for that. And then within the programs, I always wanted to be Dan Cohen. <laughs> I want to jump like him. Yeah. And um, when I taught step, I wanted to be able to jump like Lisa Osborne. <laughs> Never <laughs> could. Um, and I wanted to just, you know, when I taught uh, body pump weight training, I wanted to lift as much as I could. And I really, really loved, um, um, I'm trying to think of Susan Tolly, but it, now it's Susan Renata. But she was Susan Tolly when I started. I loved her. So it was just, you would pick those certain instructors on your videos. But locally, I would just go to other people's classes or see them when we team taught and try to just steal all their good stuff. Because, you know, I'd see how they would be able to handle the room and think, ah, oh, that's, I hadn't thought of that. So, but uh, yeah, I would say heroes like my friend Jen Keat, who was a body flow trainer. She was amazing. And, um, and then my friend, Melissa tears, she was really great at uh, teaching cycle and teaching um, body pump because she was very direct and uh, I'm kind of bubbly and she's not. So I learned from my kind of easygoing friend and then my tough friend and try to be somewhere in the middle. But um, yeah, those are, those are my heroes. And, and then I think is, is those people who teach, where it, it just clicks for you, you know, where you learn something about yourself or about what you're doing that makes you feel empowered. And I think that's all it takes for you to be a hero to somebody when you are teaching. If you just try to connect with everybody for why they're coming and what they need, and then you get to be that hero for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, like I said, you're my hero because, I mean, like I said, you're oh. one of the people. You're one of the people responsible to, of me being an instructor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have more people because, um, of course, there were some um, people teaching body combat before me. And, you know, they got me yeah. interested. And it's like, that's that envy that clicks. It's like, I had to be, I got to get in this game. Especially that was around the time when I had my second job, my second full-time job. Well, and then I was trying to kick, quick my um, my um, part-time job, but which I really hated. Because, you know, I'm standing out there doing all the work and, you know, I had to get out of there. So I finally got into fitness and, you know, that kind of almost got me out of there. And then that's where I really kind of got that freedom to do weekend classes. And then that was just yeah. amazing. <sighs> all it right. is one of the best jobs to teach in that you get to share something you love. And as much as I know you loved it and, and you know, love to get back in it sometimes that enthusiasm is what gets other people to keep coming. Even if 
they don't even like that class that much. They just love how much you love it, you know? And I'm sure you got a lot of people hooked on a class they would never have tried simply because you were just so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's just basically your excitement, your enthusiasm that really draws them in. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. All right. So let's just talk about this um, from fitness. Um, what subjects do you think people should know about fitness? Or Because I know there's always that health scare. You know, that's how people get started in fitness. So what would you think um, a subject that you would like to talk about? You mean uh, um, something that um, something people should study before they enter fitness, like as a career or just as a participant? Like pretty much both. I mean, of course, you know, if did you have like an experience where something happened to you and then, of course, that kind of got you into fitness or you, if you know somebody or you know, like had experience? know somebody that had that same experience like they had that health scare you know definitely um you know what i i do know i mean we i i've had some people in classes that came in because they got um that advice of you got to get in shape um you've got to lose weight you got to do something to get yourself moving and uh then people who were already kind of doing it but when they finally I think of one guy I was teaching, uh, the, the body flow, which is a yoga, Tai Chi Pilates blend that we were doing it. And when he came up and he said, you know, I, I've been doing this class and, you know, I do classes and it's all fine. But he said, I realized I've had to wear shoe inserts for my feet for years and years. And I realized the other day I hadn't put them in my shoes and my feet don't hurt anymore. And it's because of my posture and I've got stronger ankles and feet and everything. And we, we would hear all of those kinds of stories of people getting off of medicine, um, not having back aches anymore. And suddenly their knees don't hurt and they were hurting. So sometimes people would just be scared to come in, but then they would get those health benefits. And that's what hooked them too, because they were like, now it doesn't hurt. And I'm not scared to, because I have a knee issue or my back or my shoulder or something me, I, I am only recently <laughs> feeling some of the effects of being a little bit older. Um, and so I just am really cautious when I go into any class or, you know, when I, when I work out and just really think about the things I know and the things I was taught about alignment. So, because where you point your joints affects your muscles and affects your, your, um, you know, that soft tissue and, that's what I think about when I go into any fitness or if I had to teach somebody something, I'm always thinking about alignment because that's what's going to keep you safe and let you keep doing the thing you want to do. And then if you get really enthusiastic to keep doing it at a really high level so that you can keep doing it at a really high level, you know? So uh, me, I think about if you were going into fitness, um, it's not just enough to be passionate. You also need to know how can I make it fit everybody? And knowing the alignment and what's, what's safe and what might be a little a trigger for people, if you can learn those different um, levels, you're going to be able to cater to everybody. So, and when, that's the best thing in the world. Having somebody who can jump like you next to somebody who can't, but you both got a big old smile on your face and your body feels better, right? 
Yeah. Well, usually, yeah, when I um, usually talk to my um, participants, like before I start the class, I usually tell them, if you have any limitations or injuries you're recovering from, please consider the low impact and low intensity options. You know, it's always mostly, you know, you got those people that like to try to challenge the instructor, but, you know, they have those limitations in their and they have those injuries. And then, you know, I kind of feared that they are going to overdo it. And then, you know, they get injured. You know, the worst thing I would wouldn't like to see is somebody had to go to the hospital because um, they get injured. So I want to make yeah. sure there there's options for them to do. I mean, they may think it's embarrassing, but you know, that's their for their safety. So that's mm-hmm. like my concern. That's for well, fitness. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, I, I, I remember one time when I uh, was teaching body combat, um, I had to go in and teach where with my left knee, uh, I did something to one of the ligaments. I do not know. All I know is my dog ran into my dog, my knee sideways and I would put weight on my leg and it would just buckle um, some days and then sometimes not. And people were like, well, are you going to stop teaching? I said, no, I'm just going to be careful because that's to me, it's role modeling what you would want your people to do. If you're not supposed to be on your leg, of course, don't be on your leg, but um but that would people would say, you know, I've heard this. Can I still teach my class? I'm like, what a perfect opportunity for you to show people that you can still get a really great workout by doing something other than the highest jump, hit your head on the ceiling kind of stuff um, that you can work just as hard and just as effectively and then change, you know, how it hits your muscles because there's a little more control. So I love when people see teachers listening to their bodies and taking those options and still walking out just as sweaty as they would have been you know well let's kind of go back to what um the initial training like six years ago that you did um you know okay. it was it's the great thing about it is that you had a great structure it's like like in the like the first day you did the master class that was great i mean you showed us like you just did the you just taught it it's like we're getting a feel for it and then from there, we kind of broke it down saying, like, this is what body combat is. And this is what you expect when you're teaching. And, you know, definitely that second day, of course, after we did get to that first day, it's like, I love how you broke down the moves. Like, we're just working on a simple techniques. You know, that's why I like to do with my participants. You know, I like to show them techniques. That's kind of like my pet peeve when I'm doing the classes. You know, I've seen people do the punch wrong or uppercuts or kicks. You know, mm-hmm. that's. I know they're not actual karate students, but you know, that's, I'm just saying, that's my concern saying you want, you want to make sure you do these moves correctly. Cause if you're actually in a fight and you do it the wrong way, you know, you're not, that move is not going to be effective enough and, or possibly yeah. you might hurt yourself. And, you know, yeah. Evan, I always tell them, tell them about balance too. You know, that's why I tell my students, I mean, what, what happens if you don't have a balance or you, if you, let's just say if you have a house and you don't have a balance or that house don't have a balance, what happens to the house? Yeah, it falls down. Yeah, I always, <laughs> tell, them, I always tell my students about their stances. It's like, that's your base. That's mm-hmm. the base of your house. In order for your house to keep standing, you got to make sure that base is strong. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I yeah. loved about that. Um, that, two-day trainings like that whole structure so so you think like when you're when people are going to the gym what that's what they lack of when they actually are trying to 
get themselves in shape. They don't have that structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can remember so many times a new person coming up and saying, I want to lose weight. And so what do I do? Like five, six classes a week. And I was like, no, 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 you, you don't want to do that. You could, you could take a portion of that many classes, depending on, you know, how um, active you've already been, but just more than anything, find the class you love that you would come to, even if it were at, you know, midnight and then listen to your teacher about how they tell you to put your body, because that's going to keep you safe. And then if you do it right, you'll be able to do a a lot. And, you know, of course, listen to your body and everything, but, you know, you know, you had people who did body combat every day because they loved it so much, but if they're, you know, their stance isn't good, they're going to tweak their knee. They're going to fall over or, you know, something like that. So yeah, at the, at the trainings, one of the things that I really loved is that a lot of people want to go straight to the, I want to be so great. I'm on a video level. But you, the reason they're on the video is because they started from the base and they might have this really great talent and passion, but you still need to be able to keep people safe. Um, and you've got to be able to, with the great technique. And then you also have to be a good coach. You've got to know how to explain what you know how to do. And you got to do it in a way that, you, get, you know, the average adult learns, which is start simple and then build on top of that. Um, and once you do that, that's, that's really what makes some of the best coaches is that they remember, start simple, be clear and hit the most important things first. And then you can give all your cool stories and your, you know, you know, you know, kind of stuff that gets people excited. Um, that's what a great instructor does. They start from the, from the beginning. And that's what we, you know, that's what Les Mills did with their trainings is they started with the basics. And, uh, you know, once you get those nailed, then the world is your oyster. Yeah, that's almost like that's second nature. It's like you have to build that um, credibility of uh, an instructor. Then once you get a hang of it, it's like second nature. You don't even think about mm-hmm. it. It just comes out. It's like it's like fire coming out your mouth. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that kind of yeah. reminds me. That kind of reminds me of the cool down song for the, um, um, 60, 68. Like, I see fire. Yeah. Oh yes, that was a good song. Yeah, that was the um, wasn't that a a song from New Zealand? I think yeah. it. Am I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. A good song. <laughs> it was the men singing. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of. Almost... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I can almost imitate the guy's um, voice in it. I that's my secret talent, pretty much. I can imitate oh, voices really? that, that. You can yeah, mimic. Can... Yeah, <laughs> go lean out, Father. <laughs> uh, I just it's crazy how it gets in your head and you could be walking I, I probably said this on that day you know you know your routine your choreography when a, that song plays and you can remember what to do during certain parts of that song and now when certain things come on oh my gosh I was I said this on Facebook when the Super Bowl halftime show came on and um all of those great artists were on there they had used so many of those songs back in the day and i was like oh that's a two two setup that's a three one setup oh we're doing this right now and i could remember all of that from all those years ago so yeah you've got that too (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think i gotta go back and peacock i think that's on peacock on the super bowl i I think i could watch that again that's like amazing halftime show i mean (laughs) 
it was crazy. And it was, you just sit with a smile the entire time thinking, oh my gosh, I love that song too. And look at that. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Thank goodness for Snoop Dogg getting Death Row um, Records. (laughs) I guess he advertised that whole show. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's a smart man. (laughs) Very smart man. All right. So before we kind of get to our hidden um, gym segment, all right, this is the last question. Um, What motivational and inspiring quote would describe your journey? Um, You know what I, I would have to say was what I would say to everybody. If I can do it, you can do it. And I say that because like for body combat, and I'll go back to that because that's what we both know. Um, I didn't like martial arts when I was growing up, I, my dad loved watching boxing. And so I would sit there and watch him. And I remember seeing all of these classic fights with Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard and, and Spinks and Mike Tyson and sitting and watching this, but not really understanding it. And then when we went to do, um, body combat, I was a big dork about it. I really didn't know. But when I thought I really want to get good at this, I had to learn every move from, okay, your hand goes here, your feet are here, your shoulder goes here, like every body part and teach myself from scratch. So when people would say, I can't do it, I'm like, yes, you can. You just have to take it one piece at a time. And that would be my motto is if I can do it, you can do it. Not because, and they're like, well, you already know. And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't. And if I can do it, if you're just patient, if you want this, you can do it. So that was what I, you know, when people get frustrated, I'm like, this may not be your thing, but if it really is, you just have to be willing to go slow. And if you're willing to be patient with yourself, go slow, you'll build up faster and then suddenly you'll have it. Uh, I remember when I was taking Taekwondo, the day that they said, we're going to learn jump, spin, sidekicks. And the teacher, he was right. He said, it's you jump, you spin, and then you kick. And I remember thinking, I don't think it's that easy (laughs) and it's not. Um, And I went up to the bag and I jumped, I spin and I missed the bag every single time that night. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I can never come back. And so I went home and I practiced and practiced. And then when I got down to it, I realized it is just jump and spin (laughs) and kick. But I was so frustrated that I couldn't get it the first time. But then when I just kept doing the work, I got it. And I'm not saying I was really great, but, um, that, that was my thing. If, if, if you're willing to put in the time, you can do anything that you put your mind to. And so that was my, that's my motto. You can, if you really want to, you can do it. You're just going to have to be patient. And if I can do it, then you can do it. <laughs> uh, there's a quote that I always would say of, to my students. Now it's better to humble yourself and be praised after than praising yourself and being and being humble later yeah oh yeah yeah i i think everybody's done that and if they're smart they learned the first time (laughs) and then you realize nope it's it's uh let's be humble and take it a little bit at a time yeah yeah so i mean this kind of fits with my my martial arts background because um of course i've gotten to independent wrestling so that kind of almost that almost kind of builds me up from to get better at martial arts because, you know, I, I made a promise to myself before I um, tested for third degree. It's like I I was saying if I pass my third degree test, I would go into professional wrestling. Of course, the first time I did my pre-test for third degree, I didn't pass. 
but yet I did professional wrestling anyway. And then here I am, I'm coming yeah. back like at least back in 2015, did my third degree test again. And of course, uh, that's where I passed because I had that, I had to get away from martial arts a little bit and kind of get into something else that, that's going to build up my, um, at least build me up for like martial arts. So I did professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. So even though mm -hmm. it's like scripted, but you know, it's kind of had that similar background. So things came naturally when I did professional wrestling. So of course. Yeah. That makes sense. You've been doing choreo. That's the thing I liked about going into martial arts from having done group fitness is that it's choreography that you're learning. And then when they said, well, these are our forms, I'm like, it's your choreography. And I, that was my favorite part was memorizing the forms and trying to perfect my stances and where my hand landed, and my posture and all of those things. And it's the same thing with your wrestling. If you have a plan, you can't, that's how your brain works, right? Yeah. Well, have a creative mind too. <laughs> try to create a story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, cause you're not just doing the, the moves. You're also like pleasing the crowd right yeah. getting them all hyped up and excited about what you're about to do <laughs> yeah well it's kind of taking its toll on me but you know i'm still going at it yeah. <laughs> I, I don't play on the majors wow. i don't play on the majors i mean i slide like independent wrestling i get more freedom yeah. <laughs> ah. all right everybody okay everybody we're on the hidden dojo uh, or hidden gym segment of our um podcast so i'm going to ask her a series of questions here and of course she's going to answer them in the best of her ability so this is going to be the fun well this is where the fun starts okay, so, okay. yeah all right so the first question is best advice you ever gotten and who said it for anything or just related to fitness well anything in general like yeah oh gosh I'm kind of a foolhardy person, so I've gotten a lot of really great advice from people who could see I was not very uh, uh, focused. Um, I would say from my daughter, because um, I don't realize it, but when I'm thinking or if, especially when I'm nervous, I don't look people in the eye. I'm looking specifically at the camera now on purpose, but unless I have a purpose. Like when I was teaching the training, I don't, I could look you guys in the eyes. Um, but if it was just a conversation, I find myself looking away because I get nervous and I get a little like awkward feeling. And she said, when you meet new people, look them in the eye, you deserve, they deserve that. And you should not feel like you don't, you, you're not worthy to look them in the eye. And she catches me all the time. You didn't look them in the eye. And so that's my, my goal is to not be, um, not be scared to look people in the eye when I talk to them. It's, I didn't realize I wasn't doing it until she called me out on it. And that's been really great advice. Yeah. I, I kind of tell my students like aim before you fire. Yeah. It's like, I always, oh, yeah. I always tell them like, if you're going to hit a target, you got to make sure you're focused on that target and you're getting your technique to that target and then I call it accuracy. You know, it's basically your guy and your technique to the target, but you got to look at that target at all times and be able to guide your technique there. So that's our, like one of yeah. our eight components. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, eye contact where, well, where you look is where your intention goes. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Next question. Um, usually people don't get this one, but uh, worst advice you ever gotten. Um, 
honestly, I can't think of something. <laughs> I was, it wasn't advice. It was my own idea. I didn't go to my prom for high school. Mm. I just said, Hey, let's go get some chicken nuggets at Wendy's and skip it. And I wish I had, <laughs> I wish I'd gone. I know that's dumb, but I wish I'd gone. Uh, but other than that, worst advice is I always say, if somebody says I can't do something, I just always go, Oh no, no, I got to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like that pressure. I mean, if you don't do it, that makes you like a coward pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, and if it's something that I, I just need to figure out, then I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. But um, no, I, I can't think of any worst advice because I'm, uh, because I've probably just forgotten it, but usually it's if somebody just says, Oh, I bet you can't do it. That's the part that really spurs me on. Yeah. Oh, I've um, interviewed another um, lady. She was talking about you shouldn't should on people. I, so, you know, you know how people say you should do this, oh, yeah. you should do that. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the kind of advice that I like to hear. Like, you know, well, definitely you, sh- you should, you shouldn't should on people, you know, yeah. as I mean, I mean, it's like, if, it, if it's good for you, then that's fine. But you know, that's probably something I don't want to do. So I mean, that is really good advice. Yeah. That's really good advice. Yeah, if you have a heart for helping people, it is really hard to pull back and not help every person who walks by you. And some of that help, you come out saying, you should do this, you should do that. And you don't realize that sometimes you're stepping in somebody's own path of finding what works best for them. So that's great advice. Yeah, that basically you're stepping on their toes or that's pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, all right. How would you reward yourself? Of course, I call this a guilty pleasure. <laughs> um, I would say getting to, if I, if I were trying to reward myself for something that I worked really hard at, I would say I will never turn down chocolate. I love that. Um, but at the end of a, like a week where, where I work in a tax office, us now where we're really busy right now um mm-hmm. just getting to sit down and read a really good book and not worry about how long i have or watching a great movie some kind of story that takes you out of it that is my reward i love doing something where i don't have to worry about what time i have to be somewhere else and just to get immersed in something well i can dig the, the chocolate i'm like i like dark chocolate pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah uh. I didn't like it when I was a kid. I thought it tasted gross. And now that I'm older and wiser, I love it. Yeah. I think that's like a little healthier for you than like milk chocolate, is it? Like dark chocolate. Yeah. Ah, Yeah. yeah. It definitely tastes like you're doing something healthier. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. What famous celebrity would you like to work out with? Oh, my gosh. Well, (laughs) now the celebrities, they're all getting in shape for all their movies. Um, I can't. (laughs) It'd be harder to 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 narrow it down. Um, I'd want to work out with another woman, maybe. And I think I would say I would like to probably work out with uh, Scarlett Johansson, Black yeah. Widow. Yeah, for some reason I had that Jedi sense. Yeah, that's, that's... she would kill me. She would kill me, <laughs> but yeah. I would try to hang in as long as I could. <laughs> yeah, Scarlett Johansson. 
well, probably one yeah. person I probably would like to work out with is The Rock. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How long does he work out every day? Like hours, I'm sure. Oh, toast electrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, if I were to work out with a guy, um, I think I would like to work out with Paul Rudd because he would be funny the entire time. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, you see, yeah. um, you see that new, Ghost, yeah, you see that new Ghostbuster movie that he was in. Oh no, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Oh yeah, I I've seen it in theaters twice, and it's a good thing I got it on oh, digital wow. so I can watch it forever. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't gotten out to as many movies. Now, we are going to The Batman this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Saturday. That's my guilty pleasure right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Friday, so I'm going to oh, see that. Oh, yeah. That's good, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll look for your, your review on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. I'm not going to spoil it. Just, no, you just yeah. your thumbs up or thumbs down. I heard it was really good. Yeah, so I'm waiting to see that Friday. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Well, good thing I got my taxes done already, so I don't have to worry about the April 15th. That is good. <laughs> yeah. That is good. April 18th this year because of the holiday. Oh, yeah. Easter. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving on. Uh, secret talent. Um, It's not too secret, but it's not really like the best talent. It's just that if I have, um, when I watch a movie, I can usually tell you where you know that person from in another movie or TV show. Yeah. And you know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, yeah. we, my husband and I used to do a, a, a game kind of like that in the car where he would say, okay, take these two people and find the movies that, or movies they've been in until you can connect them to each other. And I can do that. Uh, yeah. It's not very useful, <laughs> but but I love it. Man, I, I probably could name like all the movies Kevin Bacon was in, because you know, yes, that, uh, like Footloose, of course, Tremors. Uh, yes, Hollow Man, great. Oh yeah. Oh, that was scary. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I'm not a scary movie girl, but yeah. yeah, he was great in that. He's great in everything. Yeah, Hollow Man. I mean, that was a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Flatliners. Gosh, he's been in so much. Yeah, but Footloose was probably my number one movie because, you know, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that in the new the new version of uh, Footloose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's crazy that you've seen both that they keep coming around, right? Yeah. I think I still, I still, I think I need to still see the um, new West Side Story movie. I mean, I've seen the first one, even though I wasn't born at that year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen, I've seen parts of the first one, which is brilliant. And then I haven't seen the, the second one yet because it just, it hit at a time where I didn't have the time to, to sit down and watch it. But, um, but I love musicals, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mostly got in that uh, movie because of my music teacher, because um, he would um, like play that movie and like in the, like during class, like the West Side Story. Just oh, wow. like, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, mumbo. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to think what things that I, I, I think I heard that they were going 
the redo little shop of horrors maybe oh which i have you ever seen that oh i've seen the um yeah, yeah 1986 the, movie yeah yeah i thought i heard that they were going to redo it and i don't know that i don't want them to but that music goes through my head all the time suddenly seymour and the dentist song i love them yeah so anyway, yeah. sorry, go back to your question. <laughs> All right, next question. Well, speaking of movies, uh, what type of movie would you want to be in? I showed this question to my husband today. He said, I know what you would be in. You would be in Wonder Woman. And I said, yes, I would. I would yeah. like, if I were only about another foot taller, because I'm pretty short, and uh, if I were built like uh, the comic book Wonder Woman, I would love to do that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Ah. I love it. I love it. I grew up on Linda Carter. I watched it when it was on uh, TV and I thought that's what I want to grow up to be. And I wore, <laughs> I had a Wonder Woman costume that I would wear for Halloween sometimes. And uh, when the new movie came out, I thought, I don't know. I don't know about this girl. And then that movie was, uh, oh my gosh, I loved, I, she's my hero. So I would want to be Wonder Woman if I could go back about 20 years and I could be about another foot taller. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I got to go actually watch Wonder Woman. I think that's on HBO Max. I'm, I think I'm going to watch that. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, you haven't seen Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot? Uh, oh, do you mean the 1984? Uh, well, that's no, no, no. The uh, the one, the most recent one that was in the uh, just a few years ago, the one that was the the Gal Gadot, uh, and it's set in World War One. Have you seen that one? Oh, I think yeah, I think it's, it was like the first um, Warner Movie movie, like uh, the yes. new one. Yeah, yes. yeah, I've seen. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I love. And then, but on HBO Max is the original series from the seventies. Yeah, that's the one. I used to watch too. Yes. Yeah, Linda Carter. It's yeah. very corny. It's very corny, but she was so beautiful. And, you know, there, she was the only female superhero for me to, to watch. So she was my hero. Yeah. yeah. All right. So before we kind of close off, the final question 10 years from now. Well, um, I turned 51 in October. So 10 years from now. Um, I would just like to still be, you know, moving moving around and being really active. I mean, because at that age, I'm kind of senior citizen and I want to be really active and be really strong. I, I lift weights every day, every morning because I want to be strong for that and um, be a grandma and, uh, <laughs> and just, uh, you know, might get back into teaching at some point and maybe take a different kind of martial art or something because I think you should be doing self-defense at any age. That's why I liked Krav Maga because it was geared toward, you know, an older man being able to defend himself, a, a, a kid being able to defend themselves, you know, something like that. I would like to be that grandma that doesn't sit down a lot. Yeah. And, you know, those uh, Krav Maga classes are really uh, intense because, you know, yeah. They are. Yeah. They are. But you know what? Just knowing the basics and knowing that even if you can't go as hard as other people during class, but knowing that you start to get that instinct in your mind that you wouldn't just stand there wondering, what do I do? What do I do? But you would just react 
that's the part I think I would want to keep, uh, you know, keep aiming for that. You don't just stand there and become a victim, but you decide to do something and you do it. And you just got the hot spot. I mean, yeah. When something's hot, you react. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't just hold your hand on the fire. <laughs> well, unless you're impervious. <laughs> well, you know, if I were Wonder Woman, I probably would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we close this out, uh, is there any last minute, uh, last things you'd like to tell our listeners out there? Um, I would just say, you know, find somebody like TJ to be your teacher for whatever you want to learn. Somebody's enthusiastic who cares about you. And if you're thinking about fitness, um, whether it be martial arts or, you know, running or whatever, um, you know, listen to your body and just keep doing the thing that lets you keep doing it for the rest of your life. Cause a rolling stone gathers no moss. And if you want to be a healthy older person and some of the young people don't think about this, but now that I'm older, I do, you just find the thing that keeps you moving and uh, that keeps you young and keeps you vital. Ah, whoa. Wonderful. That, absolutely. So definitely look for that um, instructor that definitely gets, get your eye and kind of follow that instructor. Uh, all right. So thank you very much for joining me today for this uh, um, fit fighter episode, Lisa. So I definitely wish you the best for your um, future. And thank of course, uh, Definitely, I'll keep an eye on you on, on Facebook. So definitely, you, yeah. definitely you'll see a lot of good things coming out um, of your future. Yeah. Yes. And, well, Thank I'll, you. Thank you for having me on. It was a real honor. I, I have followed you on Facebook ever since that training, and I have always been so impressed and proud that I knew you back when. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to be no grandpa. I mean, of course, I'm an uncle, so definitely. I mean... I still got to see my nieces in Canada. I can't wait. That's great. <laughs> That's great. All right. All right. So I'm going to do my closing for my podcast. So for those who are just tuning in, all right, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for yet another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast. This is your instructor, TJ Williams. Turn the keys down for the gym or should I just say lights out? See you later. <laughs>